flushing girl from flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Oh, Mr. Sheffield, a podcast about the show The Nanny, where the line Oh, Mr. Sheffield is said an awful lot. It stars Fran Dresser, and if you're not familiar with it, you got to go back and listen to a lot of episodes of this podcast, and you have a lot of TV to catch up on. So for those of you who know what we're talking about, hi, I'm Sean, and I'm here with Toria Sheffield. That's right. My my co-host and friend. And we're here to talk about season two, episode 13, The Strike of the Nanny. Um, I, I know. I, I thought great. you were going to say my co-host with the most. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> well, you, are my, you are my co-host with the most. <laughs> if anyone's concerned that she's not the co-host with the most, she definitely is. Um, the Strike uh, was written by Janice Hirsch, and it was directed by our old pal Lee. Shalom, Shalom. Um, and it is, uh, it's a great episode. This, this episode has, um, maybe, maybe one of my favorite lines that I've heard so far. Uh, and also one of my favorite bits of just ridiculous physical comedy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I bet I do. I bet I know what it is. Um, and this is, this is the episode where, um, Basically, um, Fran and Mr. Sheffield get in a big fight because Fran embarrasses Mr. Sheffield. Um, and it also involves a big union strike. And that's sort of what the conflict is over. Hence why and it's called strike. There's a bit of irony in this episode, especially considering that Fran Drescher just became the uh, president of the, the Screen Actors Guild. That's so she is like now trivia. herself in charge of a union. That's coming later for trivia. Shh. I think it's neat. Right, it so. is neat. It is it neat. Is but neat. I'll, get, neat. I'll get more in depth in the trivia. So that's, that's okay. A, that's a trivia that. teaser for you. Um, and this episode starts with Fran walking into the kitchen in a skin tight dress. It's like a long sequin, really cool dress. And she says she's, she tells Niles that she's practicing sitting, um, uh, because she's going to wear it to Mr. Sheffield's new big musical opening that night. Um, and I wrote, how many shows does he produce a year? Because I feel like every episode it's a new show and that seems unrealistic, but whatever what do you I asked that once before <laughs> yes yes right um and then Mr. Sheffield comes in and he is in great spirits because and he and he opens the paper to read the announcement of like you know his big opening show and it, it says um it says you know produced by Maxwell Sheffield and Cece Boobcock <laughs> and Cece grabs the paper out of his hand and goes she goes Boobcock I checked this myself and then handed it to Niles to go to the and then she stops and he just looks at him and he has the smuggest imp- impression, like facial expression. And he's like, how unfortunate. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, poor Cece. It's a Cece it's genuinely, genuinely one of the meaner things. He's done, I know. That, um, that he's done before. <laughs> yeah. It's just like so blatantly. It's just such a blatant dick move. Um, and. Like and- it was so great. Um, and then uh, we call could- back to that line too later. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then we find out that the B plot is that um, Brighton approaches Fran and says that he really wants to go to the mall, a mall in Jersey with his friend Kyle. Um, and this is kind of a callback uh, to a conversation you and I had early on in the podcast where Fran, I wrote very reasonably asks him who will be driving and yeah. he says oh you know it's it's kyle's older brother and she's like well how long has he had his license and he's like 
a while. And she's like, oh, 10 years a while? No, no, yeah, she's like, um, what did she say? She 10 says, years 10 a while? Years, oh, God. Yeah. 10 years a while, or I still look like the picture on my driver's license a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is honestly a very brilliant way to gauge someone's age. Like, if you still look like the picture on your driver's license, you're young. um and so she says uh she says no um at which point he goes over to his dad in the other room and basically says you know tries to manipulate him into getting what he wants and he's basically like you know dad um i wanted to go to the mall with my friend kyle um fran says i can't go but between you and me i think she's being a little overprotective and you know sometimes that's guys need to get away from it all um and basically insinuates that like maybe being overprotective makes sense for the girls but like his dad should get it you know and as we also established in an earlier episode um mr sheffield is kind of sexist and has a double standard involving his kids so he's like he's like hmm he's like right you are like okay like you can go and uh the thing is so then brighton goes back into the living room Fran had overheard the whole thing. And then we have another period joke. We're just getting a lot of callbacks because Fran was like, yeah. This was was a real no-no in my house growing up. This was like, this was like um, declaring war. Like, like if, if one of my parents gave me a definitive answer on a thing and I went to the other parent to try to get the opposite answer and they found out that was like game over. Like that was, they did not, take kindly to that in my house so when i saw well, him do this i was like "Ooh, you're <laughs> in so much trouble yeah and well fran you know is very understandably upset when she goes to talk to mr Sheffield yeah. about this she but she, i will just i will say though she does say to brighton when she finds out because because he he realizes very soon that Fran overheard the whole exchange and then she's like you know brighton normally i'm a very reasonable nanny but it's the 28th day of the month. <laughs> and like that ends up the ends of the scene. So she's basically like, I'm on my period. Yeah. Um, you know, women on their period, they'll get you. <laughs> um, well, it's, that, it's so. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, such a lazy joke. It's such a it, lazy joke. It is. It is. There was a much funnier joke that they could have put in there. Um, it, you know, but I mean, anything. There was. It just. It took a little more effort to try to be like, "What's another funny button for the scene?" But just like, I'm on my period, so now I'm really mad, and it's like, yep. all right, I guess. Yep. Um, Are you more mad at this if you weren't like? I, it just yeah. it undercuts what she's mad about in the first place because it's like, well, are you mad or are you just are you just on your period? Like uh-huh. it's sound you're saying that you're more mad because of this, but yeah, are you? Um, and again, she's being reasonable for being pissed off about this. Yeah. Um, but we then I think we cut to probably the scene you were talking about is like a really great scene because <laughs> we go to Mr. Sheffield's office where it's Mr. Sheffield, Cece, and Niles. Niles is spraying furniture polish onto a rag and like wiping it onto the leather couch to the point where Mr. Sheffield goes, you know, Niles, enough with the furniture polish. I'm starting to get high off the fumes. And Niles looks up clearly high and kind of <laughs> smiles. <laughs> yes. And he goes, you don't even notice it after a while, sir. <laughs> and then Cece crosses to the couch and sits down on it and as Niles is saying it's this new furniture polish I wanted to try they say unwanted dirt just slides right off and Cece sits on the couch and then flies <laughs> off of it onto the floor <laughs> and he goes see <laughs> well the, anyway so this scene was really a setup for 
the ensuing conversation where Fran walks in to basically, you know, have a real conversation with Mr. Sheffield about the fact that he undermined her when he said that Brighton could go to the mall. And I thought this was a nice little parenting scene. Um, And she basically says, like, you know, when she sets down a a rule with the children, he needs to support her. Yeah. Um, And I was – Yes, very fair and very, I think, like sound advice for rearing children. And I think a lot of times, honestly, when you when you see kids who are bratty, it's because the parents, they, they always know they can get what they want from one of the parents. Um, and like, so there's never any like real limit. Um, but so, but then it's funny though, because he sort of at first like kind of dismisses her and he's like, oh, Miss Fine, I don't you think you were being a little overprotective? And she's like, well, who do you think is going to drive him to the mall in Jersey? And then he screams, it's in Jersey. <laughs> oh, he can't go. And she's like, exactly. Like, you know, have a little faith in my decision making. Um, and then we cut to this scene where um, I, I where I guess, you know, they had well, then we get a, we get a tag on the furniture thing because then Cece walks out of the room and like, absolutely eats it in the hallway and Niles goes, Ooh, it works on floors too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but so, so then we cut to the doorbell ringing and it is this little kid, Kyle, who is supposed smells to like pick- cheese. Yeah. So they keep saying smells like cheese. There's a lot of jokes about how this kid smells like cheese. He, this kid is so weird and off putting. Like I, I wanted to look up the actor who played him and then forgot, but he was very, very like a young Jeffrey Dahmer vibe. And, um, you know, it, he comes in and Brighton's like, all right, I'm off. And Mr. Sheffield is about to say like, oh no, you're actually not allowed to go. But then this older brother walks in and he's charming and he's nice. And he looks like, you know, a perfectly responsible guy. And Mr. Sheffield is about to be like, I think he says something to Miss Fine, like, oh, you know, maybe it's fine. And Fran, who is, you know, done it all, seen it all goes, no way. He's like, he's not the older brother. He's a decoy. We used to pull this all the time when I was a kid. And she was basically like, you know, we used to send like, you know, I forget the name she was using, but like we used to send like Kathy Baker in, um, you know, in her parochial uniform and say she was driving us. When really it was like Susie Johnson carving her boyfriend's name into her arm. who <laughs> was really behind the wheel. Um, and sure enough, I she's basically- she said burning actually, yeah. which is even more <laughs> intense. Yeah. Yeah. And so she instantly basically like, you know, call like calls this guy's bluff and is like, how much are they paying you? And he's like $20. And she's like, where'd they find you? And he's like the gap. So, uh, so, you know, Brighton is foiled. And this is a scene that that's all actually pretty funny too, because, Mr. Sheffield is about to ground Brighton for trying to pull this, you know, ruse over on them. And he's like, you're grounded. You're going to a room. And he's like, and you're not allowed to go to the show with us tonight. And we've previously established in this no earlier in this episode. Go. They've yeah. all seen it already. It's super long. It's a three-act show with no intermission. It's really boring. Yes. And Brighton is instantly like, oh, uh, no. Oh, uh, but like I've only seen it once, Dad. Like instantly playing into how like uh, he's actually bummed out when he's clearly so relieved. And then Fran, who again, you know, is always one step ahead of the kids, is like, "Oh, Mister Sheffield, don't you think you're being too harsh on him? Like he should get to come with us." And then Brian's like, "No, no, I don't deserve it. I, I've been so bad." And she's like, "Oh, honey." And yeah, so basically, not she, that bad. You just, you, yeah, you should, you should experience this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she she uh, actually makes sure he gets the punishment of seeing the show with them. Did you clock 
what the musical is, by the way. Norma? Yeah, so it's okay. There's a movie, there was a movie called Norma, Norma Ray, which is about a single mother and a textile worker who helps unionize her mill, like despite, you know, all the problems and dangers involved with trying to unionize and also being a woman. And it's like, it starts Sally Field and Bo yes, Bridges yes. is in it. It's like this very dramatic, like, you know, pro-union movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's doing he's doing a musical version of that, which doesn't, feels like they were making fun of, of that concept <laughs> at the time, but now does not feel like a stretch for a musical. I mean, we're getting Hairspray, Back to the Future, uh, uh, Legally Blonde, um, well, but no, every this, Disney this, movie that yes, ever existed. but... but- this is it it's a stretch in that you're like okay this is a very serious concept yeah, being like turned into a musical. musical yes but i was gonna say like yes that actually works best you know like lame Miz or something like yeah. that um it work really well like it, you know i'm surprised it hasn't been done i guess is what i'm saying yeah yeah and so then you know we get toria. to sort of toria what hello toria can you hear yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, do you want to write the Norma Ray musical with me? Oh. <laughs> what if we do that? Well, I mean, uh, I don't even know how to read music, but I can write the story for sure. That's what I'm saying. Let's write the book, and then we'll we'll find a composer and a lyricist, and we'll work with them uh, to, you know. I mean, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea, Shock. and it's, it's very, it's, it's very, um, you know, timely. Yeah, exactly. You do it like Hamilton. Yeah. It's Not rapping. a bad idea. Not a bad idea. <laughs> it's rapping. <laughs> All right. Okay, Sorry. okay. So, so, so then we we finally, you know, about halfway through get to like what's really like the real plot of this episode, which is they they are at the pr- they're arriving at the after party to the mm-hmm. big premiere. And they all get out of the limo as a family. This was another episode where the bulk of the episode happened before the plot of the episode. Yes, yes, yes. Like the midpoint is really what you would think the first act plot point should be. But so they get to the um, after party and it's going to be at this like very sort of fancy like hotel slash restaurant. And as they're getting out of the limo, they see that there's this big – strike going on like the bus boys are holding up signs and they're sort of marching around and Fran's like oh my gosh like are the the bus boys are on strike and cc goes oh those poor people who's going to clear their tables <laughs> <laughs> so she clearly has utter empathy for the rich people inside and you know they all start going in and then Fran she literally stops outside the entrance and mr sheffield's like miss fine like come on and she's like you know, she's like, Mr. Sheffield, I can't. And he's like, what do you mean you can't? Of course you can. And she's like, no, no, I'm sorry. Like, you know, my mother only had three rules. And she's like, never make contact with a public toilet. Uh, which is also, oh never my cross god. a picket line yeah, no but it's like never mind oh my god if i could tell you how many lectures neurotic lectures i had about using putting paper down before you sit on those toilets you gotta put paper oh, and hover okay yeah. uh, and then it's never ever ever cross a picket line and never yeah. wear musk oil to the zoo <laughs> and I wrote, I wrote, doesn't that make you love Sylvia even more? Yes. That like one of her rules was never cross a picket line. Her and, second or, rule. It's it's not even like that was the third rule. Like her second rule is like, don't cross a picket line. But so basically this starts a tug of war between Mr. Sheffield and Fran, where he's trying to pull her in and she's pulling away. 
And just as they're at the most dramatic moment, the paparazzi, paparazzi snap a photo of them. And that ends up on like front and center on the next day's papers, arts and leisure section, literally with the headline like Maxwell Sheffield has a labor problem. Or something. And Cece goes, Maxwell, I can fix this. And he goes, she goes, I can fix anything. And he goes, you can fix anything. Cece, there's a billboard in Times Square that says boobcock. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, yes. And he is like totally humiliated. Yeah. And um, th- that leads to this great bit the next morning where um, Fran walks into the kitchen and she thinks that it is Niles um, behind yep. the fridge door, like rifling through the fridge. And she goes, oh, Niles, I really screwed up with Mr. Sheffield last night. You know, I ruined his big night. I She's like, I guess I'll try to defuse the situation. I'll probably tell him how handsome he is, compliment his accent. And she's like, and if that doesn't work, I'll turn on the waterworks. He's a sucker for tears. And then you realize it's actually Mr. Sheffield right behind her uh, because Niles walks in. And it's that, she's like, hi, Niles. And then she realizes her huge mistake. Classic. Um, and this leads to this, this really, you know – this was a a nice fight between them. That's Not like nice. such a classic. He's right behind me, isn't he? Moment. Yes, I- <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, it really was. But this next scene actually made me. Has think that ever of some- happened to you in real life? I'm sure I've Have been you like ever had a oh oh he's right behind me, isn't he? Moment because I feel like that's only a TV thing. No, but I think, you know, I've probably been walked in on while talking about someone else and then gone quiet and it's been like very obvious <laughs> that we were talking shit. Mm. Like, I'm sure that's happened in my life. Okay, fair. I, that's probably happened to me too. But yeah. I've never had a blatant like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, my boss is such a jerk. And then I turn around and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. That's very sick on me. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry. But- go ahead. Oh, no. So, but then, um, you know, Fran and Mr. Sheffield end up having this fight, which I thought was actually very interesting to insert in this show because we've discussed this before. And I think specifically in the season one finale, when we had Matt Baum on, we were talking about how it's kind of interesting watching this because the Sheffields are clearly like top 1% in wealth and we're supposed to like sympathize with them and we're supposed to care about them, but they're like disgustingly wealthy and we don't... we don't often really dwell on that. Um, and this was an episode that kind of did because basically um, they're getting in this fight and Fran's basically like, you don't understand. Like, you know, you, you're you mad at me for for not crossing that picket line, but that's because like you wouldn't understand like a working class issue like this. And <laughs> Mr. Sheffield's like, oh, I work. Like, I know what it is to put in a long day. And then <laughs> no sooner does he say that, does he go, oh, Niles, what is this on my shoe? And Niles is busy scr- on his hands and knees scrubbing the oven. And then he turns and still on his knees starts cleaning Mr. Sheffield's shoe, at which point Maggie and Gracie come running down the stairs bickering over who is going to get to use the limo after school? <laughs> um, and so, and also, like- we reveal that Maggie has a play date with Ivanka Trump, which made me literally write down: Are we that old? No, you know what? Though I googled it, this doesn't make sense because Ivanka would have been like thirteen at the time. Okay, and so she, she would have been Gracie's age. Oh no, I guess Mag- no. She would have been Maggie's, Maggie's age. Oh no, so been that's about Mag- right. Yeah, so I actually thought that they should have flipped it and had. Gracie saying she needed the limo to go to like horseback riding lessons and yeah. Maggie saying that she needed why to should we go. be hanging out with Gracie. I, I know. I, I literally Googled the ages because that mean I was curious. It's about super that. weird that but Gracie's the one that's like has a play date with Ivanka Trump. It's like <laughs> what? Yeah. 
then this episode takes a very bizarre turn. And they find Mr. Sheffield finds out that he and Cece have been invited to appear on the Sally Jesse Raphael show, which was a, a very popular talk show in the early 90s. And basically, it's because, you know, this this labor issue and the fact that like he was, you know, having this issue with his nanny at the opening of a show that is all about workers' rights and blah, blah, like it's created a lot of buzz. So we then cut to Cece and Mr. Sheffield on the stage of the Sally Jesse Raphael show. And then they realize that Fran is in the audience. And so she's like, you know, Fran, why don't you get up on stage as well? Like, it looks like we have the nanny here, you know, the nanny herself. So Fran gets up on stage and then this honestly ends up devolving into a couple's fight between it Mr. Sheffield. an episode of Sally Jesse Raphael. I mean, it, yes. they were working overtime to really turn this into what an actual episode of Sally Jesse Raphael is like, complete with like, uh, you know, a lady standing up in the audience <laughs> yeah. and being like, I'm right there. But by the way, did you know who that lady was? Who? No. That actress name is Marion Ramsey, the the black woman who stands up and is sort of like girlfriend, blah, 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 yeah. blah. <laughs> Her name is Marion Ramsey. She played uh Sergeant Hooks in all, I wanna say, seven police academy movies. Oh my god. She's like not- the sort of mousy one. Oh, I did not realize that. That's that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, um, no, she was in only the, only six of them. She wasn't in the oh, uh, only six. She was not in the uh, the one where they go to Russia. Mission uh, Moscow. She was not in Police Academy Seven. Too Mission bad. Yeah. Um. Well, but basically, so you know, Fran is up there, and but she, she was in, if I may, Police Academy. Police Academy Two, their first assignment. Police Academy Three, back in training. Police Academy Four, <laughs> Citizens on Patrol. Police Academy Five, Assignment, Miami Beach. And Police Academy Six, City <laughs> I- Under Siege. I'm just already thinking how I'm going to have to cut this. No. <laughs> it's very important to me that people know how much I enjoy the Police Academy. Uh, okay, uh, I'll keep it in. I'll keep it in. Thank you. They're great. They're a great series. Um, but so, so Fran is up on stage and, you know, they're going back and forth about this issue. And then Sally Jesse Raphael is like, wait a second, Mr. Sheffield, Mr. Sheffield, in one word, what is this fight? really about because at first they're sort of talking about the politics of the situation and then he goes hmm and he thinks and he goes it's about support like i wanted her support and he basically said and this kind of then ends up dovetailing into the the whole brighton b plot which is where they had earlier decided they need to support each other but he also says something where he goes you know this night was really important to me and you know miss fine you're really important to me ergo i wanted you there and she goes ergo who's ergo <laughs> uh, which is a funny line and then you know she starts to basically you know go back into the issue of like well you know i understand where you were coming from why can't you understand where i was coming from and then that's when that woman stood up and she's like girlfriend like didn't you hear him he just said you're important to him and the whole audience is like oh and and she's like really like that's that's really why you know you really wanted me there so much and he's like well yes of course and and you know they come to this greater understanding where he you know he could have been much more sympathetic to her position and she could have understood why it, he was so adamant that she come in with him. You know, it, it wasn't for some, you know, it wasn't because he was like against the the worker strike. It's, it's that he wanted 
one of his favorite people there in there with him. Um, and so then we cut to that evening. It's Fran and Niles literally just stuffing themselves with like caviar and faux gras um, as they rummage through gift baskets that have arrived at the house. And Mr. Sheffield is also like snacking with them. And he goes, oh, Miss Fine, um, I thought you'd like to know that because of all of the buzz around the show, they decided to cave to the busboy's demands. Like they got their increased hourly rate. And she's like, oh, that makes me feel so good. And he goes, yes, it's now $8 an hour. And she goes, what? For bringing you water? And, you know, they have to ask eight times for and clearing your plates before you're even done? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which really made me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> like, she was she was for it, but like only so far. Only so um, far. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and then um, Mr. Sheffield gets up and goes to bed, and uh, Niles and Fran continue to stuff their faces while um, singing a workers' rights um, like uh, melody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a commercial. <laughs> which I yeah. that was a reference I didn't. There were a lot of references in this episode. Some of them very dated some of them super dated like that mm-hmm. one. Cause even I didn't get that one. Um, and then some of them uh, surprisingly still like relevant, like, like, well, we can get into it when we get to segments, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the episode. Let's go to segments. Oh, it's time for segments. And now segments. So segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I to say we can move on to our segments. And now segments. Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. <laughs> I had a lot of favorite lines. Okay. I mean, we hit a lot of mine already. I did like one that we didn't mention, which 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 I was going to just bring up was uh, she's she's mad at, Fran's mad at Maxwell for, for Mr. Sheffield for um for sort of going behind her back. And she's like, when the kids say Fran said no, that's the big robot saying, danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> Which I thought was a great line. And then my first reaction was like, oh, that's super dated because it's a Lost in Space reference, which was a show in like the 60s. And then I was like, oh, no, but it was also a movie in the 90s with the guy from Friends, I think, was in it. Really? Yeah. Who? Uh, not Chandler Bing. Rod, David Swimmer? Nope. Joey? Joey was in it. Uh, Matt LeBlanc? Yeah. Is in Lost in Space. He plays a pilot. Oh, interesting. It's I didn't not, see it. Anyway, but, and then, but then I was like, oh, wait, there's a Netflix Lost in Space show that's been on for like two years. Mm-hmm. So this joke is actually even now still super relevant and you can completely understand what she's talking about no matter which of the three versions of that series you've seen. And I or, guess it sort of makes the case for reboots. <laughs> well, I don't think that makes the case for reboots. I don't think that so do. so that lines in old sitcoms remain relevant forever. Like I don't think that <laughs> that's that literally what my logic is. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I mean, hey, maybe you could say that that is that is a great um, self-sustaining ecosystem where then it also makes the case for like nanny reboots because then they can start, you know, they can all start referencing each other. True. <laughs> um, but Very so true. my, okay, we already said the ergo line, which I really liked, but I loved when Cece excitedly runs in at one point and goes, you'll never guess what happened. And Niles goes, someone left you a message on your answering machine. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, 
when Cece when Cece slips off the couch and she's on the floor, Fran yeah. walks into the room right at that moment, and she's like, "Ah, oh, Miss Babcock's starting early today." And Cece goes, "I'm not drunk. I just slipped off the couch." And Fran goes, "And Ted Kennedy's nose is just sun damage." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, to Kennedy cocaine joke! Like yeah. shots fired." Yep. Um, there was a whole bacon conversation where, where Mr. Sheffield said, where she, when Fran and Mr. Sheffield are having their big fight, she goes, Mr. Sheffield, I could not cro- have crossed that picket line. It's, it's a, like against yeah. my religion. And he goes, you eat bacon and pork. And she goes, only in club sandwiches and when it's very crispy, but don't tell my grandma. And then he goes, your grandmother eats bacon. And she goes, well, fine. We all do. <laughs> Which is like such a, it's such a truth to so many Jews in America. So it's like, true. it's like it having these so weird hard. rules about what, like, it's like, well, I would never, like, I don't eat pork. And then it's like, well, obviously if, if I'm eating a Cobb salad, I'll eat the bacon. <laughs> yep. It hit me so hard. I, uh-huh. I, I, even to this day will be like, I don't eat pork. <laughs> and I'll forget that bacon's a pork. And Elizabeth will be like, you eat bacon. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't eat like pork, like ham and like oh, or, or like even pork. People in my family will get like holier than that about how they don't eat pork, but then they'll eat cheeseburgers. And it's like, well, that's not kosher either, guys. Like, right. And they're like, well, I could never have a burger without cheese. Um, it's such like yeah, What am I, savage? <laughs> I know, it's just. So hip- we didn't survive the Holocaust so that we could not have hamburgers with cheese and possibly bacon. <laughs> I know. I know. No, we didn't um, escape from Egypt just so we could deprive ourselves of delicious cheeseburgers. That's insane. Remember that's when, um, insane, and that's why I will always be a reformed Jew and nothing else. Oh uh, well, I will say this though: I don't even think reformed Jews are supposed to eat pork, right? I don't know. Hush, I don't know. Hush you. Hush, hush. I was Remember, bar mitzvah. I can do whatever I want. This is uh, unrelated, but one of my favorite Simpsons lines is when Lisa says that she's a vegetarian, yeah. and um, Homer goes, "So Lisa, you're not going to eat any animals. So you're not going to eat pork or bacon or pork chops or uh, pork and then rinds. he like pork rinds." And she goes, "Dad, those are all from the same animal." And he goes, "Oh yes, Lisa, a magical animal." <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the same episode. Where to tease Lisa, the Homer and Bart sing, you don't make friends with salad. You don't make friends with salad. Yeah, yeah. I think that's also the episode where Paul McCart- Paul Linda McCartney is here. It is. It's all um, in the same episode. It's well, also the episode God. where the pig flies through the air at the end. <laughs> um, Sorry. All right. <clears throat> we got way off track. What else? Guys, um, well, I did not clock any Yiddish in this episode. And I just decided to instead, you know, I was like, you know, not every episode's going to have Yiddish. I'm not going to worry about it. The next episode does, but okay. so no, I didn't clock and the in. The previous Yiddish. one did. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so uh, for nanny trivia, this episode, um, as we said, very much intersects with Fran Drescher's like real life. And in this episode, you know, Fran Fine really goes on record as being, you know very invested in workers' rights and very supportive of unions. And in real life, as some of our listeners probably know, but some might not know, um, Fran Drescher just became president of SAG-AFTRA, which is uh, a very, very – it's like the union within the industry um, for working actors. Yeah, Um, there used to be SAG and there used to be AFTRA, and then SAG-AFTRA combined themselves. So now they are the union. 
Yes. And um, it was it was a legitimately hard won campaign. I mean, a a lot of work really goes into this. It was a close race. Um, It's a very big deal out here in L.A. Um, And this is from Variety.com. The union announced September 2nd that Drescher, star of the 9399 sitcom The Nanny, won a hard fought national election against rival Matthew Modine. And in a statement after she won, Drescher said she was honored to serve, quote, Together, we will navigate through these troubled times of global health crisis, and together, we will rise up out of the melee, 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 shoot, I'm so uneducated, um, melee, to do what we do best, entertain and inform. She said, only as a united front will we have strength against the real opposition in order to achieve what we all want, more benefits, stronger contracts, and better protections. Let us lock elbows and together show up with strength at the negotiating table. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Good for yeah. her. Um, she's a very politically and socially active person. Um, yeah. She seems like a real good person in real life. Yeah. Like our buddy, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Hey, um, do you want to pick up that her. name you just dropped? <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about it on this show before. I, I was know, just saying I he's involved. He was involved with all that, with the negotiation stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like into that too. That's the only other person that I know. I know someone who is the head or like the head of one of the um, costuming unions. Also, my friend Adam West, the unrelated yeah. to Batman. Oh, <laughs> unrelated, unrelated to the dead actor Adam yeah. West. Um, well, I'll also say this. It was interesting. I was reading up on this. Um, her Fran Drescher's opposition basically said that, like, yes, she has a lot of experience as an activist. And as a survivor, because she's like famously a cancer survivor, but she doesn't have the experience in actual sort of governing bodies. Um, And basically, and Fran's rebuttal to that was um, anything that I don't know, I'll learn fast. And the rest, the, the rest that I bring to the table is things that you can't be taught. And I think she meant like integrity passion yeah. like it actually invested interest in it so so yeah. we'll see what happens we're, we're rooting yeah. for her honestly if i had a, a vote in that i would have still voted for it. like he didn't do a good enough job of convincing me that she wasn't right for the job uh, outside of like well there's stuff she doesn't know and it's like okay well she's not a moron yeah. like <laughs> there's stuff i don't know at every job i've ever gotten and i learned it like because mm-hmm. i'm competent and i learned mm-hmm. quick so yeah i don't know yeah. She's going to do great. Yeah. Um, and then for the Fran of the CC, um, I think you're the Fran. You're a very socially active pro union, and you yeah. famously are against unions, and you love wearing dead animal skin. So. <laughs> I am not against unions. That is a, a lie. But I feel like I have to clarify because I guess I am not against wearing animal skins, as we learned last week. But no, I, um, I'm much more of a backseat uh, back to – activist and you are very much you show up and you really uh you really I mean, put I don't your do I don't stop <laughs> more well more than more than I do. Fair. So if it's a sliding fair. scale, if it's a sliding scale, you're the Fran. Yeah, fair, fair. But if you add like Elizabeth to that scale, you and I are both CCs. So yeah. <laughs> it is really a sliding scale. Yeah. Um okay. Well I'll accept I'll accept that I'm a I'm a um, that I'm you're a better person than I am. Better person than you. <laughs> we established that last episode, so honestly, this doesn't feel like a win. It just feels like rubbing dirt when you're down. <laughs> so I guess I am the CC. <laughs> yeah. Man, we should have uh, done who's the CC and who's the Niles. Mm, 
God. We, we can start. We can start doing that. It's too late. We we established that, <laughs> and we're like fifty episodes into this. Um, it's but really so hard this- for me to figure out how many episodes we've done because we broke up the seasons into episode, you know, into like to match like the show. And I'm terrible at math. And so I genuinely have no idea how many episodes we've done, but it feels like 50. Am I right? We've done close to 50, but not quite 50. We should do something for our 50th episode, the anniversary. Oh, yeah. We should, we should, um, we should cash out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) We should, we should cash out the the, uh, funds from our subscribers. Uh, buy ourselves diamonds. Um, mine, yours will be ethically sourced, and mine won't be. Going on theme of, of what we've established about ourselves. Um, all right. Well, this was a fun episode. Thank it you was. guys for listening. Yes. You know, please, please, please rate and review on iTunes. I used to always never do that to the podcast that I listened to, even when I loved them. And now I feel so bad about that. Now that I understand just how important it is. Um, and as always, we we're so happy that you guys listen and are enjoying it and we're loving it. And um, we're glad you're doing this with us. So you're basically saying this is karmatic repayment for your poor podcast etiquette behavior in the past no no if anything i'm getting reverse karma because people are people are being really nice to us and i've never so you've never left a comment yeah but i'm going to start i'm learning you should should go back and leave a a comment on every show you've ever listened to yeah yeah i think um, my favorite murder could really use my support (laughs) see that's your problem is you think it doesn't help but it does it does it does it It really does you you don't want to be william shakespeare you know, you just write like, I like it. You don't want to be Billy Shakes. <laughs> we just need you to go like, hey, this show is entertaining. Or like, uh, you know, I like Toria, but boy, Sean's annoying. Maybe that will be my review of the show. <laughs> um, all right. I got to go to the container store. Yes, you do. Big okay. day. Um, thank you guys. And we will see you next week. For episode 14 of season 14. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. Okay. Goodbye. The Flushing Girl from Flushing. Any name, Fran? Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. <laughs>